Welcome to Woman on the Rise, a podcast for women like you, who didn't come here to play small, follow the rules, or be limited by what's considered normal. Through conversations about style, mindset, spirituality, and business, my desire is to help you elevate your identity, dress for your dreams, and take action towards manifesting everything possible for you while becoming the best version of yourself in the process. I'm your host, Christy Russell, a mentor and image consultant who has styled and coached women globally and now helps other entrepreneurs, especially stylists, create a life and business of their design. Let's jump in. Hello, gorgeous souls. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to turn a little bit to the business side and talk about some lessons that we can learn from luxury brands. But before we do, I wanted to actually talk about a luxury experience that I have opened up to my stylist called the Ascension Mastermind. Some of you may remember that the Ascension Mastermind, the last one, had just taken place at the end of... Uh, the spring in Toronto, and it was absolutely magnetic. There were six of us that were actually seven, including myself, I should say, (laughs) uh, that were whining and dining in Toronto, up leveling their styling skills, stepping into a new level of a wealth identity, a success identity, and claiming that for themselves whilst we were all together. And let me tell you, it was such a magical event. The friendships that came from it were next level. I know the women still keep in touch. The downloads that they had, the epiphanies, the skills they learned were fantastic. I mean, the reviews from these women that were involved have just been so incredible. And I decided to host this again. This time, though, I will be hosting the Ascension Mastermind on Hilton Head Island at the very end of September, from September 27th until the 29th. And this will be a very similar experience in that I will be whining and dining you for the two days so that you can step into what what is your next level of wealth, of luxury, of business, so that you can feel it, be immersed in it, and know that it is yours for the claiming. So we're not only going to coach, get your mindset geared up and feeling and knowing that everything that you desire is possible for you, but we're also going to up-level your styling skills with some exercises I had actually done with the last round of my Ascension Women. And we're gonna be doing some in-store exercises uh, while we're on the island with some styling, which will be really, really exciting. And then, like I said, the lot, the rest of it will be, you know, strategizing, connecting, making sure that you're clear on your next steps in business so that you can really take things in your styling business to the next level, which I'm happy to say the women that were in the last round have done, which is fabulous. And so I would love to have you, the registration will only be open for this retreat, this mastermind for the next two weeks. So I will leave the link for it down below in case you are one of the five that would love to join us on the island and immerse yourself in your next level. Now today, as I mentioned, I wanted to speak to you about lessons that we can all learn from luxury brands as business owners. This is something that I I find comes up in conversation quite a lot with any stylist or entrepreneur that I'm coaching. They often ask, you know, how do you step into luxury branding? What's the vibe? What's the mentality? You know, how can I create this for my business if I want to hire end client? And, you know, there are a lot of layers to branding and this is outside of, of course, you know, logo and the aesthetics and such, because that's a whole other different topic of conversation that 
actually I cover in Style CEO, which will be open soon. Um, but there are lessons that I feel energy wise, mentally that we can take on as entrepreneurs that are, are excellent reminders for all of us. Um, because there are common things that I find come up with stylists in terms of saying, you know, people want to haggle my price, or some people will tell me they think I'm too expensive, or I seem to be pulling teeth when I'm getting clients into my world, or people just want the links for the outfits. They don't want to, they don't want to work with me. And I hear you for any stylist that is maybe experiencing that because that is incredibly frustrating. And I've had many clients say this to me over the years, like they want the higher echelon client. They want to be able to either shop in Chanel <laughs> or, and take their clients there, or they just want to have it be such a no brainer for people to work with them. And so of course, this is something that I, I talk to everyone about on a regular basis, but I wanted to expand on it a little bit more as I was thinking about luxury brands recently. And I was thinking, my gosh, there are so many incredible takeaways that we can utilize in our own business that we can keep as reminders for ourselves as we are navigating the business world, as we're growing our businesses that I think were really valuable to talk about. And so the first one, and this is one that I feel really, truly all entrepreneurs, but stylists hear me when I say this, luxury brands don't care if they're not affordable. They don't care if they're not affordable. Chanel or Louis Vuitton Lanvin, Jacques Mousse, they don't care if, if you or someone else can't afford them. Okay. They are only concerned with how desirable they are to their ideal client. How many times have you as a, a stylist or entrepreneur wavered on your fee thinking like, oh, maybe it's too much. Maybe I should lower it. Or maybe I should give all, you know, a bunch of discounts for my service and then people will want to buy. Whereas Someone like Chanel, let's say, for example, I'm saying someone, a brand like Chanel, not only has not paid attention, they increased their fee. I'm sure you probably saw the hoopla of it online. Oh gosh, when was it? Probably four or five months ago now. And everyone was up in arms about, oh my gosh, they're increasing their price. This is so ridiculous. They're going to be so unaffordable. But Chanel was not shaking in their boots. They were focused on their ideal client. And luxury caters only to a certain demographic. You know, their ideal client is the one that looks at Chanel like they're shopping in Target. So they're not looking to be affordable to the masses, which was the point I believe in my, it's a whole other tangent I could go on, but I believe they increased their price to keep their, their bags unattainable. Because if you see on social media, you see more and more unboxings with Chanel, which I think is a beautiful thing, right? I, I believe we all deserve luxury. But, you know, for a brand to be luxurious, there's a feeling of like it's got to be a, a slightly out of touch, right? Not everyone can have it. Otherwise, it's not deemed luxurious, which is like a whole psychology behind branding <laughs> that we could get into on another time. But they own the fact that they are not affordable for everyone. And so the reason I share this as one of the lessons is because stylists sometimes, you know, we're so worried about whether everyone can afford us. And the reality is, is that styling is a luxury service. This is a one-to-one -one, typically service where you are giving a high touch, high value experience to somebody. And the reality is, is that it does come with a, a price tag. And so we have to feel more unapologetic about that. Every entrepreneur has to be unapologetic about their fee, knowing that it may not be affordable for everyone, but that's also okay because there are other brands on the market, styling or otherwise, depending on what your business is, 
that will cater to someone that needs a service that's more affordable. And so if you want a higher end client, if you want to deliver a higher end experience, you have to be okay with not being in touch with everybody as a consumer. And I say that with love, right? Because it's, of course, like you care, you want every woman to feel beautiful, every man or woman to feel beautiful. And, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, we just can't serve everyone. And so there has to be a level of an unapologetic vibe where it's like, this is what I deliver. It is spectacular. And I own what I charge, just like Chanel or Louis Vuitton or whomever owns what they charge for a bag or a piece of clothing or an accessory. And you got to own it with flair of like, this is worth every penny and more. So focus on your ideal client, the person that will see the value and knows the value in that versus worrying about how you can serve the masses and worrying about being not being able for everyone to purchase every service that you offer. Because the reality is, is every single business cannot serve every single person. It's just not possible. But focusing on the ones that can, the ones that want to work with you, the ones that see the value in the message that you're sharing already, that's who you want to focus on and be unapologetic about that. Now, the next thing that I was, I was thinking about that I thought was incredible was that, you know, luxury brands, designers, any high-end brand, they create what they want from a place of inspiration and they market that product, that service from that place, not from what everyone wants, Right. They create what they want. They create from their soul, knowing that this is what needs to be birthed into the world and believing, knowing, and trusting that the people will buy because of course, like the, the designer, whether it's fashion or otherwise, has in their heart that this is going to serve their people deeply. So they're obviously keeping their avatar in mind, but they're creating from a place of inspiration and desire, not from what can I do that will get everyone to purchase this. That is more inspiring and it shows a new level of leadership, I personally believe, in business. And I'm, I believe that people are looking to be led. They want to follow inspiration. They love seeing a person that's passionate, creative, and lit up about what they do, right? And so from this place, I believe that more unique offers are birthed, more unique experiences are birthed, more... Uh, interesting things are created when it's done from a place of desire and inspiration versus like, oh, what can I sell just for the sake of selling? Or what do I just think will work, right? Kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall, which I find is what a lot of, you know, stylists and entrepreneurs do. And I get it, especially if you're starting out, you know, there can be a time and place for that when it's just messy action from the beginning. But when you're starting to become more seasoned in business, it really becomes a question of what am I, what am I creating and bringing into the world that lights me up and knowing and trusting because you're a smart business owner that it's going to serve the masses or serve your clients deeply at the same time. Things become so much more magnetic from that place. I mean, think of how many collaborations designers alone have done where, you know, you could read a comment section and there are people that are praising the collaboration. And then there are people that are tearing it apart, thinking it's terrible. I know that I've looked at collaborations and I've thought, my God, what are they thinking? <laughs> I would never buy that. I think that's terrible looking, but it doesn't matter. They created from inspiration, knowing that people will buy. There will be certain people that that works beautifully for and they can't wait to get it in the hands of those individuals. And so in that case, I'm not the ideal client. 
but the business still operates. It still makes money and it still creates new excitement because they created from that place of inspiration. And so truly looking at the services in your business and asking yourself, am I creating things from a place of inspiration? Am I creating and offering services from a place of desire? Am I creating products because this lights me up and I know it's going to deeply serve and light up the people that I get it in the hands from? Or are you doing things because it's what everyone else does or it's what you think everyone else wants? Because that's a really different energy. And so I think this is something that truly all of us can learn uh, from luxury brands in this department is creating inspiration. I don't know about you, but I love hearing about Again, whether it's a like a clothing brand, a perfume, a watch, a car, whatever, I love hearing about the creative inspiration behind the product or service that was offered. I think it's fabulous. There was something actually my my dad told me uh, a couple years back that I thought was fantastic. It was this offering that I believe it's Corvette offers this. And, you know, people that love Corvettes, they like, they really love them, right? Like I find, and this is true of anything, right? If, if we have a passion for something, it's like an all in obsession. And they created this service where when you buy their car, and I might be paraphrasing a little bit here, I'm, I'm not a, a car buff or a Corvette buff, so I, I don't know for sure. But I, he was telling me that basically when you purchase the car, you can pay an extra thousand dollars. So that when you pick up your car, you get to drive it out of the Corvette dealership with people lined in rows in a, in a runway almost for the car, along with other Corvette drivers. And people are cheering, they're clapping, music's going, and you get to feel like a rock star as you go down this runway with your car. A thousand dollars. But it was created from a place of inspiration. And they sell it from that place. And there are people, they say, go nuts for this. There's a ton of people that buy this because it's this proud moment of, oh my gosh, like, look at this beautiful car I just bought for myself. I'm so happy. And they're in this, like, this next level bubble of energy. And so does the thousand matter dollars matter at that point? No, it doesn't. People go nuts over buying this offer, apparently. And it was created from inspiration, from desire, knowing that the ideal person will absolutely see the value and want to pay that money, even though it probably will only last for a few minutes. How cool. So what can you do in your own business that's done from a desire serving your client, but also feels so exciting for you too? Now, the other thing that I think we can all learn is that luxury brands don't mind if everyone doesn't get it. They keep moving the way they always have because they are building an empire. And this is why I don't like and never refer to myself as a small business owner because like referring to ourselves as small business, you will always have small business. And I know that that's not necessarily what the connotation of small business means, but I like to think bigger in terms of what is the legacy or empire I can create and what am I building and what am I creating from that place? How am I moving from that energy? How am I leading myself in that way? And I really think that a lot of luxury brands do this. As I mentioned, there are collaborations, designs that come up where some people just absolutely don't get it. As I shared, like I, there's lots of collections I've even seen recently where I think, like, I, I think that's the weirdest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm surprised anyone would buy it. But that's true of any collection, any design, any product, any service. Some people will resonate so deeply and will not be able to get their, their hands on your product or service fast enough. And then there are some people that will look and be like, I could never, I couldn't imagine paying for something like that. I don't get it, right? 
but you have to move the way that you that you desire in terms of I am building a movement, I am building an empire, and I am attracting the people that get the vibe. They want to come with me. And this is the same as luxury brands. I'm sure there are a lot of people that look at Hermes and think I would never pay $10,000 plus for a bag. I think that's insane. Whereas other people look at it as not only a luxury, but an investment because it is an investment. Their stock and all that, and, and the investment in the bag in particular goes up all the time. But there's a lot of people that would scratch their head and be like, absolutely not. Just like there are people that will bend over backwards spending thousands of dollars on collector stamps or coins and, and, and comics, let's say, for example. But other old people will say, I don't get it. I know I bring it up all the time, but people will say probably something similar about Comic-Con, let's say, for example. A lot of people are like, I don't get it. Why do people, why are they so excited to cosplay and dress up and all these things? But there are millions of people that love it. They get the vibe. And so the empire is built regardless. And so how can you have a healthy level of detachment knowing that, again, not everyone is going to understand everything that you do? This could be friends. It could be family. It could be your following. It could be just a random stranger on the internet that just happened to fall upon your content and isn't a follower in, in and of itself. Doesn't matter. Get in the vibe of you are building a movement and you got things to do. I think it's a brilliant lesson from luxury brands. Now, another one that I think is important, especially in the social media game, is that luxury brands are not caught up in quantity, but quality, both in craftsmanship of what they are making and following. You know, I think, you know, a good product obviously speaks volumes. People will naturally talk about a good product all the time and how much they enjoy it when it obviously is serving them deeply. But the one I really wanted to focus on is the following, because I find a lot of people get really hung up on the number count of following. And while it is always a business or brand's job to try and, cr and create an increase in reach so that you have more people that are in the know of your business, it should not become an unhealthy obsession where it's all you focus on. Because you can have a video go viral, let's say, but if it is filled with the wrong people that you are attracting, let's say you used a trending audio or something like that and it happened to go viral, but it's filled with all the wrong customer base, people that aren't the, the ideal person for you, following means nothing because those will be the people that won't buy. So you could have a massive number of followers, and I've seen this happen with a lot of people. They have a, a huge following, but they are broke. The number doesn't mean anything in terms of the following. It only means something if it's the right customer base, the right people that you have in your audience. And so in my opinion, it is better to have a slow burn and grow with the right people in your audience that understand what it is that you're trying to do or appreciate the content you put out or resonate with your messaging versus trying to focus on going viral and having a bunch of people come into your world that don't get it and are not your ideal your ideal avatar. And this is something I've, I've talked a lot about even in my Style CEO program because I've had a number of people over the years that have come in focusing on the number of followers. And I've said the same thing to them as I'll say to you, it really doesn't matter. It matters in terms of wanting to expand your reach, which is an ongoing business task. But there are many people I know that I talk to that make multi-millions with less than 5,000 people following them on Instagram. Or I know someone that has like less than 2,000 people on Instagram. And that's their only platform that they use. And I know other people that have hundreds of thousands of followers 
that have very little income coming in. And so again, making sure that you're focused on the quant, sorry, the quality, my apologies of both your content and who you're speaking to, making sure that it's your ideal, your ideal client, right? Because that's, who's going to desire what you're, what you're creating versus just focusing on the number for the sake of the number is so important. And number two, it saves your sanity. It like truly, it saves your sanity. I've, I've shared this with a lot of my clients before, but truly having a healthy detachment from numbers is so important. I know even every time I post on Instagram or when I used to post a lot on YouTube, every single time I post, I would have a whole flux of people that would unsubscribe and then I have people that would become new subscribers and the numbers would still grow. You cannot control the fluctuation of things. People are always going to come and go. That's normal, right? So having a healthy level of detachment and not tying your worth to it is really, really important. Now, the other thing that I think is so valuable, and this is one of the unsexy truths <laughs> that a lot of people don't want to hear, but consistency in marketing is huge. And making sure that the consistency matches with your brand and your messaging versus falling victim to just trending stuff for the sake of. And so you don't see Louis Vuitton or Chanel dancing around to the latest audio on Instagram, let's say, for example, because those kind of trends are not their focus, right? They're not desperate for someone to watch their content. They're there to create the trend and have other people follow. And so allow yourself again to get in the creative vibe of what will you, what will you create? What can you create that you know will deeply serve your people and allow yourself to lead or create your own trend because you never know what will hit. And in my opinion, value is always going to be trendy. People are always going to look for more answers, are always going to want to have someone that can create wins for them. And don't be afraid to create, be that person that creates wins for others. There's lots of people that have never been inside any of my services, containers, programs, whatever, that have said I've changed their life with their style or their mindset or their confidence. And I'm so glad, I'm happy to create those wins in my content without it being about like dancing with the latest audio. And that's not to say, again, that you can't do those things. I think they're fun. I've definitely done silly reels that just make me laugh because <laughs> I thought they were fun in the moment, but I'm doing it because it feels fun in the moment versus trying to get, you know, more uh, like eyeballs on my, on my, my stuff. I created it from a, a fun hearted place. So again, allow yourself to lead in your content, creating that consistency. So showing up daily, you should be showing up daily in your marketing and making sure that it's consistent with the, the brand, the people that you want to attract in your world. So if you're one of those stylists that's saying to me, well, I want to be able to shop at Chanel and Louis Vuitton with my clients, or I want to go into, I don't know, Saks Fifth Avenue or Holt Renfrew, if you're in Canada, let's say, for example, but you're meanwhile showing nothing but hauls from Target and H&M on your feed, that's not congruent. It's not consistent. So you really need to think about the customer base that you're talking to and ask yourself, is there some things that need to switch to make sure that it's consistent with what you ultimately desire for yourself, right? Again, don't be afraid to lead and create content based on what you desire, knowing and trusting that your audience will follow suit. The next one that I think is important to remember, and this is just an ongoing practice, I think, for all business owners, is that luxury brands focus on the brand and their legacy, so they're not remaining short-sighted and stopping because something doesn't work out. I think, you know, the reason that entrepreneurship can have such a high turnover rate in general, and obviously this, there are many factors to it, 
But I think some people expect that they will start and the millions are going to flow in like within the first month of them being in business or even within six months. <laughs> and it's just not true. Business is a slow burn. It's learning more about the customer that you are serving. And even the customer over time will evolve. Your offers will evolve. How you, how you speak about things will evolve. Your language around your offers will evolve. How you do business will evolve. And so you don't want to get yourself so discouraged that you quit if you're not getting the results right from the get-go that you had in your mind. You know, even for me, like business was a slow burn when I very first started. I think I've shared before, but I was so clueless in business. I made 9K my first year. 9K. <laughs> right? Like if someone were going to tell me that I was making what I make now per month, I, my mind would have been blown. I would have never thought that that was possible, but it's only possible because I never stopped. I kept focusing on the brand and the women that I wanted to serve and the legacy I wanted to create for myself and not just the short-term results. You know, business is going to be littered with successes where you feel like you are riding high and then you will have other moments where you're going to feel like you're in the lowest low because you're doubting yourself. Something that you were excited about maybe didn't go the way that you planned or fill in the blank. That's business. It's all just lessons and feedback on what you can improve, tweak, and, and just make even better going forward. And so try not to make anything that you create or do, uh, like don't take it so personal, even though it feels very personal, right? Because this is your time, sweat, and effort um, into everything. Keep your sight on the long-term vision because it is so important and will keep you moving on those moments where you're feeling like you've got your feet in the mud a little bit because all of us have those moments. Anyone that says they've never had that is crazy. They're lying. <laughs> Everyone has those moments where you feel like you're, you're treading in mud a little bit. And so again, when you're having those, focus on the brand. What kind of legacy are you creating? What's the vibe that you want people to experience when they interact with you and your brand? And hold that torch every time you put out content or you show up to speak to someone or you create an offer again from that place of inspiration, love and abundance, because I promise you it will follow. I remember a, a client of mine inside of style CEO, uh, it was last summer. Uh, she said to me, she goes, Oh, you know, I, I remember going into this process thinking, Oh, it's all fluffy. What you're saying. I, I don't know. I don't know that's actually going to work. And then within less than six months, we hadn't even finished the program yet. She was booked and busy, baby. I was so happy for her. <laughs> I was so happy for her. She's like, it really does work. It really does work. Um, anyway. And so again, focus on the vibe, the long-term vision, not the short-sighted short-term results. Not that those aren't important, especially if you've got bills to pay. I totally understand, but focus on the legacy and brand and the desire, what you wanted to birth into the world and why you started this, right? Because that will lead you so with so much more gusto and happiness through your business. Whereas again, the short-sighted stuff can leave us in a bit of a roller coaster state, if you will. And so I hope you enjoyed this. Again, if you're wanting to step into that big vision, the luxury brand vibe, if you want to hold that new level for yourself, I'd love to have you in the Ascension Mastermind. Again, we are going to be beachside, living large. I'm going to be whining and dining you for lunches and dinners on this gorgeous island. If you've never been there, it is just spectacular. It has like a certain elixir, a magic to it that is just intoxicating. I would love to have you with me and really celebrate your next level in business and help you create some clarity on that. And so again, I will leave the link for Ascension down 
below. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so honored if you would head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review letting me know. This not only feels good, but more importantly, it helps me expand my mission in helping more women feel empowered, beautiful, and of course, rise. And if you want to come hang out with me more, I would be so honored to get to know you. Head on over to Instagram. That is where I hang out the most and will give you so many behind the scenes as well as my online community, Rise Through Style, where we help you shift your identity into one that is more empowered and impactful for you. We help you elevate your style and of course, help you step into the big dreams that you have for yourself and elevate every aspect of your life and business. Sending you all the love to the moon and back, and I will catch you again in the next episode.